You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Hey little boy, would you like a ride? A lollipop, a puppy? How about a baseball bat? There's one in my pants. Oh, thank you, my mom. She said to never talk to strangers So kisses out of the question then I'll take a chance So where were you? Online? Asleep? Like half the congregation So are we damned? I stayed awake as long as I could Good Catholic, I say We go fall asleep together Do you? Should I bring my baseball bat? I think you should Jason, you're a superstar man Jason, they couldn't guard you Jason, it's always the same No, let's duck and hear it Jason, have a date for prom yet Jason, did you lose my number Jason, this is all just a game You and I, you take my hand leaving Hey everyone, today we're talking about Bear a Pop Opera With me I have Kay Bear a Pop Opera Riley Or a Popra rather uh, Riley Hi and Romy. Bears and Iggy Popra. <laughs> I just said something. Dang it. The Bernstein Bears and Iggy Popra. There, I said something. Yeah, You're yeah. amazing. Uh, barely lethal and Iggy Popra. <laughs> bear. <laughs> Bears, a bear. Bear, also known as Bear a Pop Opera, is a coming of age rock musical with music by Damon Insha Bartolo and lyrics by John Hartmere and a book by both men. The story focuses on a group of high school students and their struggles at their private Catholic boarding school. It had its premiere at October 14th, 2000 at the Hudson Theater in Los Angeles. And I'm going to read the uh, Broadway World Review from Lindsay Rustling. Teen angst is currently in the spotlight on Broadway, with the bullying and suicidal themes of Dear Evan Hansen, the caddy coterie in Mean Girls, and the outcasts of Be More Chill. The American high school has been used as a familiar setting for any number of musicals over the past 70 years to great success, and Bear a Pop Opera is a dark rock musical that incorporates the stereotypical characters of the high school genre and their respective struggles with self-discovery, sexuality, and acceptance. The themes in Bear are sadly still very relevant today, and although its message of support and guardianship of both youth and each other is commendable, the show is not for everyone. The energy of passion and anguish that the characters display as they are wrapped up in one another is never translated to a true connection with the audience, which left me feeling strangely uninvolved. The audible sobbing in the auditorium at the end, however, made it apparent that this production had created a deeply emotional experience for some. Alright, what do we think of Bear a, a Pop Opera? emotional experience for me. I cried. There are three musicals I've cried at. This one, Next to Normal, and Hell's My Heart. And this one made me cry the goddamn hardest because it's so goddamn sad. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's her words, sorry. not mine. <laughs> so, um, g- guys, I I hate to say this, but uh, you were right. This is really good. It is. It is. Yeah. This, I'd say this is a, a modern masterpiece. Yup. Hands yeah, I mean, down. So I good. mean, it's it's logs a bit at the end for me, but as a whole, it just really is that good. Was it worth waiting for me to come on here 20 minutes after 6? I'd say I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, as Gabe Newell would say, it is worth the wait. It, <laughs> as much as Half-Life Alex. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just so many songs slap, so many songs have those emotional feels. It just, I will say that that review has a point. The musical isn't for everyone but even still you can find something to grasp onto it's just it's just one of those experiences you know it reminded me of spring awakening for some reason i mean it's about like high school it's like teen high school students uh, they're slowly turning into adults making horrible life choices i yeah same yeah same wheelhouse yeah i heard something once that was like Bear is for people who thought the Spring and Awakening kids had it too easy. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I haven't listened to Spring Awakening yet, but my film teacher loves it, so I'm It's really good. I'm hyped. We should probably listen to it, because I haven't either. Hmm. Oh, it's really good. I listened to it. I've known about Spring Awakening, and I've listened to Spring Awakening since I was 10 years old, so. 10 years? I've known about Spring Awakening since I was 12. 
I've I've heard about I've heard about the subject matter to be. I've heard. Yeah, about, I was ten when I first listened to the musical. And now I'm sixteen, and I still really like it. You were ten years old when you first heard the title "Totally Fricked." Yep, I don't even think I knew that word when I was ten. <laughs> 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 Can we just get the explicit rating now? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we said the frick word. We can't. I already said gosh diddly darn, so... <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so, so uh, we're probably going to get into spoilers territory now, because... Uh, beep, beep, spoilers. Yeah, because it's it's nice to, like, uh, go over the story and how good it is. So, uh... Can we go song by song? I want to share my opinions on each and every one. Um, yeah, go ahead. There's, so, like, a lot of songs. We could do, like, a lightning round. Yeah, so in the beginning... At the beginning of the musical, our main character, Peter, has a nightmare about uh, the entire church. Yeah, and the entire church is chastising him for being gay. And spoiler alert, that song is the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair warning, don't listen to the 4 minute 12 second timestamp of that song. Worst mistake of my life. (laughs) Oh my. It's not too bad. (laughs) Oh my it's not really. It, it's very, um, related if note, you ignore the lyrics, it's very nice. Yeah. If you just don't listen to what the words she's saying are, it's delightful. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a related note, uh, at work today, I saw a kid wearing an Among Us sweatshirt, and I told his family not to look up the 25th island of Greece. <laughs> why the parents? They're com- ju- why did you have to tell it to the parents? They're innocent. Yeah, I, I, it was a joke. I know, okay. So, anyway, continue, uh, continuing. Peter, Peter Yeah, Peter meets up with his uh, secret boyfriend, Jason. Roommate. big air quotations. Yes. And they were roommates. <laughs> and, oh my god, and they were roommates. And they love, <laughs> and they love each other, but Peter, Peter wants the world to know he's tired of keeping it a secret, but Jason, he's, he's very reluctant, you know? Peter persuades him to uh, audition for Romeo and Juliet. This is going to be a tragic display of irony soon. Yeah. It's very fitting. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, yes. in this song, they have some very extremely... There's a conversation at the beginning, and um, it's interesting. Yeah. They're very horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and that leads into Roll of Lifetime, which is really good. Which Dad. Which leads into auditions, which... Honestly, it's the first song I didn't give a 10 out of 10 for. I don't really like it too Blasphemy. much. Blasphemy. Auditions is so I good. I didn't rate any of the songs. I didn't rate any of the songs. I didn't even take notes this time. I was just... There's I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a chore to take notes for 36 songs, so you might as well... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, to- I still her- took notes anyways. I'll, I'll just post them in the <laughs> note channel right now because I'm that committed. Oh, I want to read them. Um, but for... What's it called? For auditions, I really like it because it's just like... It's it's funny. Like there's this one bit where God Lucas starts doing his white boy rap thing, just like in the he's not like rapping like doing a full <laughs> rap, but he's just like doing the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pulls oh. off a of Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, I should and since I uh, I should mention in auditions we are introduced to Sister Chantel, who is my probably one of my favorite parts. Of I the entire, so much. of the entire uh, musical, great. Uh, we stand, Sister Chantel. Yeah. No one put disrespect on her name. Yes. If you mm-hmm. if you diss on Sister Chantel, we will find you. Speaking on auditions, um, who is the worst main character in Bear a Pop Opera, and why is it Matt? Okay, Matt's <laughs> just, Matt's just he, he he has no good outlet for his. He just says slurs. <laughs> Yeah. He literally straight up called Peter okay, we our Jason. Okay, spoiler think... territory, but yeah, yeah we don't know. I forgot who it was. Let me look up. Let me look up who it was. But I knew Matt called um one of the. It was, it was Jason. Or yeah, it was Jason calling him a slur. So um yeah, so that automatically loses you all the points. Yeah. Even if you're jealous that your girlfriend is uh, cheating on you, it's. It's still don't weird. say slurs. Yes. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but should we move on to uh, oh, plain Jane Fatass? Oh yes, we were introduced. Oh, we're introduced to uh, Jason's sister Nadia, and by the end of this musical, does anyone just want to give her a big hug? I love Nadia so yes. much. She deserves. I love Nadia. Nadia. Yeah, she's a Nadia deserved better. She's she she deserves the world. She's great. When oh then, my god, we love like, her. <laughs> 
And this song is so fun to sing. Just yeah, there's a couple other people I want to give hugs. I want to give Ivy a hug. God, I want to give Jason and Peter a hug. Yeah, I want to give all the characters a hug except for Matt. Except I give Matt a hug. Matt has some unresolved issues. I think he deserves at least a healthy outlet. A pity pat. That's what he gets. Yeah, I'll give him like a high five. I will not be giving Father Flynn a hug. Yes, we will. Get him a, a revolver to the chest he could use. If you are homophobic, please click off this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Disclaimer. Get out. All right. So, uh. Talk yeah. About, uh, talk about White Boy Rap Wonderland now. Oh, yeah. Wonderland. For that, I put, I like this better than the whole of Alice by Heart, except for those long eyes. Okay. First of all, I want to fight you because Alice by Heart slaps. <laughs> but second of all, that bit where Lucas goes, all my ladies, and they just go, eh, that's the funniest that's the peak of comedy <laughs> yeah oh, like, uh, yeah like, and they go also, uh, like a tim allen noise yeah, yeah i desire to memorize the entire wonderland rap because it's really <laughs> funny yeah i will it's, I, i'm I, going to i i i i unironically frick to that and by the way i want to thank nadia in a quiet night at home for name dropping us that was really cool yeah the, cl- the the rigid rock of ages. We should Roll call it. We should rename it to the rigid rock of ages. <laughs> yeah. One, wait, it's uh, uh clinging to wait clinging to the rigid rock of ages. Roll credits. Roll. Yep. Never, Roll credits. Ever. Ever. I'm sorry. Can we just I love end that it song. right there? Back yep. in the nineties. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> Let's just end it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Spin the wheel. No, Spin no. We have wheel. to. We have to we move have to on to. So we have to. Songs. We have to move on to Kay's favorite song on the album, Rolling. Ah, my favorite. Why uh, did you rate this eight I, out of ten? Why did you rate this higher than Audition? I actually like. The, I actually think it's a really nice. It's a nice. If it didn't have, yeah, honestly, if it didn't have any dialogue, I'd like it more. If it was, if it served a purpose other than, because like I get in when you're watching it, like it serves a purpose to show them like interacting without talking, right? Yeah, it's just it just shows them listening to it without the visuals. It just sounds bad. It's yeah, I I kind of liked it. It reminded me of the Brazilian off of Genesis's Invisible Touch album. Well, good for you, but it did bad. Well, I guess different. Can we go on to Best Kept Secret? Because I really like Best Kept Secret. Yeah, all I wrote was just 10 out of 10. No notes about it or anything. I didn't have anything to say, just 10 out of 10. It really is just one of those songs. That was one of those songs where you don't have much to say about it. It's a better kept secret, but also it's it's the best secret, you know? (laughs) It's just one of those songs where even though you don't have a lot to say about it, it's just one of those songs that you just, you know, is really amazing. Yep. And uh, next day, oh, and so... uh, at the end of Best Kept Secret, uh, Jason and Peter kiss, and li- Aww, and little do we know, and little do we know that Matt oversees this. It all goes downhill oh. from here, fam. Let's talk about confession, because I confession. Oh uh, yeah, Peter and Matt are feeling guilty because they both have secrets. Uh, Peter be- being that he kissed Jason, and Matt being that he saw Peter and Jason kiss. Also, apparently, one has is confessing for having xenophobia. <laughs> Spanish version exclusively. <laughs> Which, wow. Like, I mean, good on you for recognizing that that's a bad thing, but, like, <laughs> yeah. don't tell the homophobic priest that you're xenophobic. Like, yeah, he's just gonna, he's just gonna want to, like, increase it. Yeah. Also, speaking of, I, I thought the uh, singing part in the middle was really cool sounding until I realized it was being sung by Father Flynn, and I was like, ew, no. <laughs> I docked at a point for that. Guys, we're all the cubs. Shut up! One, two, three, four! Happy birthday, Ivy! You're the ugliest of all! You are the worst and most perverse to roam Cecilia's hollow halls. Your mother was a hooker and your father was a dick. He poked her in the toaster and the bear produced a pig. His brain is all too tiny and his ass is all too big. Happy birthday, bitch! Happy birthday, bitch! 
Should we do portrait of a girl now? Oh yeah. Um, for that, I, I my favorite thing every time. Every time Ivy is uh, uh, every so Ivy is Matt's girlfriend, and every time someone mentions Ivy or Ivy is singing, I can't stop thinking of Ivy from Amphibia. This song, by the way, is sung by Ivy, who's just vibing about. She's got so she's the popular one, and she's got like so many expectations put on her. So she's sort of talking about that, and then Matt walks in. And he's like, "Don't mind me, I'm just watching." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just vibing. Also, the backing track. Gunning is the audio from Best Kept Secret. So that's fun. Hmm. Well, not the audio, but it's like the melody of Best Kept Secret. Yeah, so at the same time, while Ivy's singing this song, Matt and Co. are planning Ivy's birthday party, and it commences in Birthday Bitch, which is unironically one of the funniest songs I have heard in a while. Everyone oh, collectively man, yelling, birthday. Shut up! Yeah. That is like my that is my favorite song in the show. <laughs> Me too. Hands down. I them. love this song yeah. so much. Guys, where anyway? are the cups? Shut up. <laughs> and then the, and then the happy oh, birthday song birthday is song. just them berating her status in society. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Nadia, at the end of it, it just goes, she says a lot of swear words, and I don't have them all memorized, and everyone's just staring at me. goes, sorry. <laughs> I listened to that song after, uh, uh, on the way home from the theater, after I saw Sing a couple months back, and... Uh, Was it and, better than Sing? Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 most I, things I, are better than Sing. So, yeah, they'll admit the only reason I saw that was because of John. Mm. He was John C. Riley. Why do you do yeah. this, John C. Riley? <laughs> like, the, honestly, the songs in Sing actually slap. I recommend uh, Seth MacFarlane singing "My Way," Tori Kelly oh, yes. singing "Don't You Worry About a Thing." We love stuff. I McFarlane. also love how I, love him. I like how Taron Edgerton sings an Elton John song, fitting. <laughs> and then he's and then he was in Rocket Man. Yeah, that's that's what. And and Taron Edgerton was in King in the same Kingsman movie as Elton John. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it, it's poetry. It, it was all meant to be. Yeah. So, uh, birthday bitch leads into one kiss, which oh no, it has a nice '80s uh, sexy ballad feel. But after a while, I'm not really that much into it. So like uh, one kiss. So uh, it just it just sorry. You the the story the part this part of the story revolves around like Jason flirting with Ivy to prove he's not gay and Ivy is drunk heart this... drunk at this point or like wasted or something. Also, Peter's really high because he had pot brownies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not in this song though. Yeah, but well, he's, he's in the next me. song. Uh, what's the song? Are, Are you, you there? there? I like this song. Yeah, it's it shows that for a second you actually think that Matt's human. Yep. Until the next so day. Much more, so much. Yeah. Until the next day. Yeah. I'm, Look, he I'm, is like 18 and he has grown up in a homophobic environment. Yeah, but. Like, I give him a little bit of a pass. Yeah, but I like how he's being, regardless of his feelings towards homosexuality as a whole, I like how he's like just being nice to Peter, even if he's drunk. I like Drunk Matt. Drunk Matt's chill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll drink a beer with Drunk Matt, even though I'm not old enough to drink yet. Mm. Alcohol sounds nasty. So, uh, yeah. because he's high, um, Peter has a dream where the Virgin Mary, as represented by Sister Chantel, um, visits him and tells him he needs to call his mother and tell him that he's gay. And also at the beginning, uh, Peter goes, Frick me, Matt, it's Diana Ross. <laughs> Which is yeah. that is the that is the most two thousand quote I've heard. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, because honestly, the uh, vocals in this uh, musical have a kind of like early two thousands feel, like even in a freaking boy band. <laughs> By the way, I mean, it was made in the two thousands, so what can you expect? Yeah. By the way, um, I'm still not sure on this, but who is Sherub? Because she is credited in this song, but I'm not too sure who she is. Is she like Virgin Mary's? Uh, Second in command. I think it's like the backup vocals, but I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure those are the backup dancers. So at the yeah, uh, in the version I watched, they were like re- represented as aliens, which was interesting. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. I need to watch the I need to watch the stage version now. Yeah. So uh, I've seen two stage versions: after, the Argentina ap- one and then the one I so saw. So yeah, um, 9/11 emergency slaps. 
completely. Yeah, and then comes Reputation Stain, which I know you guys have opinions on. Let's oh, see. yeah, so the uh, story here is that, uh, like, a uh, practice for Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Tybalt, played by both Jason and Matt, are, like, practicing the Act 3 Romeo versus Tybalt fight, and, uh... The stabby-stabby times. Yeah. Also, Nadia and, uh, Who hasn't read Romeo and Juliet in school? Yeah. When I, I did was... freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in ninth grade, we had a... We had a full-fledged Renaissance fair, and, like... I, I had this really nice little renaissance dress, and we watched the 1968 movie with Olivia Hussey. Olivia um, Hussey is literally the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about um, what Matt does in Reputation? Oh, yeah, so... Yeah. He, he becomes a Sith Lord, basically. He lets his hate and anger overtake him because he knows... Matt says slur. But yeah, because, J- because Jason no. is having an affair with Ivy and he's gay. It's and over, so Matt just... Over Jason. Matt punches... Matt just physically assaults Jason and says the other F word and Sister Chantel breaks things up. And, you know, one, one uh, thing is... I wish we had in this musical was that a little song if maybe Matt regrets saying that word that would have been a nice song maybe like go more into his psyche but that's that's I maybe it's not the entire point maybe the entire point is that homo- homophobes don't have a mind they just say slurs whenever they feel like it you guys yeah, are that so would... goddamn mean to Matt I swear to god yeah that would be a great yeah. addition to um the Barra pop opera, the movie, if it ever happens. <laughs> and here is my Barra pop opera movie adaptation. If I had one, <laughs> <laughs> there was and gonna be one. Slid. There was and gonna be a movie version, but like they ne- they said it in like 2018, and no one. No, is, no. They say nothing about it, and everyone's like, "Are they even gonna do it now? Yeah. Like, what's going on now?" So like, uh, I, if I had the time, if I had the time and money, I would take over the production and just make it a movie, and just ensure <laughs> it's not based on *Bear the Musical*, which is, yes. as we all know, is bad, yeah. smelly, poo poo pee pee. Yeah. So after the uh, Jason Matt fight, uh, Peter says that he's finally going to tell his mom about him and Jason. And Jason highly objects to this because Peter's mom is going to tell Jason's dad. And Jason just got into this prestigious university, but he's afraid that his dad's just going to—he's going to be afraid that his dad's just going to take him out of it just so he can beat the crap out of him every single day and then disown his dead body. And so they break yeah, up. Yeah, Jason's dad is shite. We ne- and we never yep. he- and we never hear him, so it just makes it scarier. And Jason's yeah. dad is a little bitch who can die in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Jason, Period. Peter, and Jason. I don't ask right. So Peter and Jason break up in Ever After, which is which I wrote. Oh, here you come the waterworks. It's that song. Yeah, it's yeah. And now it's time to rip wings off butterflies and show them to small children because it's <laughs> spring. Yeah, that I love spring. Yeah. It just uh <laughs> it's a nice little it's a nice well needed little break after after ever after. I love, Nadia. After, I love after. Nadia so much. Nadia. I love Nadia. Nadia is the friend we all have. We just we don't have any romantic feelings for them. We just want to see them get higher in in society, yeah. not with drugs. Not like in the in the way that they did in birthday bench. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say birthday dad. <laughs> doggy doggy what now? Bestie, no. Alright. So in the uh the act one closer one, Jason and Ivy finally sleep together. They do the F. Yeah, I like the music changes, but maybe it's a bit too much music changes because I gave it a nine. I thought it was nice. Yeah. Okay. It's so not really the. Th- I love wedding bells. Oh yeah. So the wedding wedding bells will ring. So <laughs> wedding bells will die. So uh, the uh, the premise is that Peter and Jason are finally getting married, and the thing is being emceed by Sister Chantel, Virgin Mary person. But then it quickly turns into a nightmare because it soon turns into Jason and Ivy's wedding, and then it turns out Peter. It's all Peter's nightmare. Yeah. And also the the choir bit where uh, Chantel is talking to the choir and she goes, "Dearly beloved," and she like says something, and then the choir goes, "Dearly beloved, we are gathered here for the Peter and Jason." And then she goes, "Thank you, choir," and they all go, "You're welcome." And it's the funniest <laughs> that, thing in existence. Yeah. 
I imagine uh, Sister Chantel's just side-eyeing the uh, choir after they say, you're welcome. Yeah, I was I was thinking maybe if the bear movie existed, like, I can picture Tiffany Haddish as Sister Chantel, because mm. she sings in the Lego I see, movie, too. For some reason, I see Whoopi Goldberg or Oprah Winfrey. Queen Latifah. Mm, oh, yeah. So, like, uh, moving on... Uh, does anyone want to help me plan a funeral for Megan Ross? Oh my god, Megan Ross. Megan Lloyd. Oh yeah, Megan Lloyd, sorry. Megan Lloyd, potentially related to Matt Lloyd, but we don't know. It's never spoken. How did two kids die this year and only one of them got a musical? <laughs> Wait, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're already <laughs> spoiling, so, you know. Yeah, well, how did two kids die this year Maybe and only one of them got again, a like, one of them was literally Matt's I, sister? Honestly... Even though Matt is my least favorite character, I wish he had more outlines, if you get what I'm saying. I, I want to, I have like an idea in my head of like after the whole situation, Matt and Nadia become friends because they both bond over losing a sibling. Hmm. That would be Ooh. nice, uh, be nice fanfic. Yeah. Well, I don't actually know if Megan Lloyd is Matt's <laughs> I'd sibling. Read it. They might be like distant cousins, but I, I want to say they're siblings. Hmm. I'd so, read it, if I'm being honest. I'd read a fanfic of that. Yeah, so for... And I don't read fanfics. <laughs> neither do I. So, uh, in the hallway, I wrote, I didn't even notice this ended, and for Touch My Soul, I said, I didn't even notice this started. Oh. Yeah, Siamese twin songs. Like, yeah. we will rock you, we are the champions kind of stuff. Well, at least you know when those two songs end. This is why you gotta yeah. listen to the whole thing out of order. I see. <laughs> yeah, that's... So, in... Uh, listening, to, listening to theater albums in your shuffle is how psychopaths listen to musical theater albums. And, <laughs> and rock <laughs> opera. <laughs> and Pink Floyd albums. So, Once we get to those, yeah. then we'll And Neil Cicerega mashup albums. Yeah. <gasps> Neil Cicerega. <laughs> so, um, in uh, Touch My Soul, Jason quote breaks up with ivy even though they were never together he just it got they can't see each other anymore that's yeah basically. he's like all the things that ivy's describing about me that's what i feel no. about peter peter, peter. Ah! it's the same way i feel about peter peter griffin peter what the hell's going on here <laughs> so see when me feel me touch, touch me, me heal, heal me. me those are your notes yep see me. see me feel me know me see me now pick me it's Choose a t- me. <laughs> Love me. me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to make a Tommy reference, but I'm glad to see you guys got something else out of it, too. I made the same pick-me joke um, in the Imagine episode. <laughs> anyway, this so, song is, like, really... I'm gonna be honest. It's really uh, relatable. So, yeah, like... like the uh, one bit where he goes, Peter, I've been waiting to tell you this since I was 12. And it's like, oh, my God. So, uh, I feel this in my soul. Yeah, so in this, in this, in this part of the story... Um, Peter is trying to tell his mom that he's gay, but she continues diverting the subject because she doesn't want to talk about it. This is all over the phone, by the way, and that's why she ends up, like, having to leave. She can't just, like, walk the room. Yeah, and, uh, that leads directly into warning, which, uh, is kind of- So there it is. I actually kind of- As you feared. So, and this actually, the uh, Siamese twin songs, uh, See Me and Warning, kind of reminded me a little bit of Everything's Alright reprise and I Don't Know How to Love Him for some reason. Because it's like, because like in Warning, uh, the mom is uh, just singing a ballad to herself, like, you know. Like, the the, the mom in Warning and then Claire in Epiphany is really funny, because in Epiphany, she's all like, we, we as soon as he locked eyes, I knew that we. In, I was like, Claire, do you want grandchildren? Instead, you're getting ambiguous Christmas cards from South Beach. And then Claire <laughs> in warning is just like, what, what, <laughs> what? So uh, in that in that song, uh, the the mom Claire, she says she like knows that Peter is gay, but she says that also says that she uh, won't let her religion get in the way of how much she loves him. So. That's a good thing to to hear. Claire gets the good mom stamp. Yep. Yay! Claire, you're not a shithead, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we can mark this now we can mark this episode for as E for explicit. Yeah. Oh my god, sorry. Rated E for everyone. <laughs> so uh so in the Pilgrim's hands, uh Ivy really needs to talk to uh Jason. 
I, I forgot his name for like two seconds. I don't know why. But she needs to talk to Jason about something urgent, but he blows her off. And Peter's acting really strange so, and he uh, confronts Peter Sister Chantel about it. Delightful. Yeah, so uh, uh, Peter confronts Sister Chantel about his uh, problems and Chantel says that he knows, that she knows that Peter is gay. And that's... Also, and I'm sorry. Is the person who's dancing in this song Diane? I want to say it's Diane, but I'm probably wrong. She's already dancing with her uh, love interest, who is a mental illness slash her son. Huh? I thought you were talking about Diane from Next to Normal. Oh, Diana. Oh. That's Diana. Oh, who's Diane yeah. again? Diane is one of the side characters. She's the one who is bad at things. Yeah, I don't oh. know her. Don't know her. Uh, she, her name is never, like, spoken. I, I think exactly. she's really talked about during so, auditions. Exactly, which is why I wouldn't get it. So, um... Time for God Don't Make No Trash! Yep, uh, yes. just makes me love Sister Chantel yeah. even more. She says that uh, God loves Peter, and it, in the end, it was God that made Peter, and you wouldn't have it any other way, so that's it's a great... It's also a great song. It slaps. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my god, one of my absolute favorites, and literally everyone's one of their absolute favorites. Nobody dislikes this song. No. All grown up. Oh yeah, so like... This is the song Ivy. Knows. So like Ivy is Ivy comes back to her and Nadia's dorm. She's depressed and all, and then Nadia just adds salts to the wound by saying, "You're you're stupid. I hate how you look. You make me sad." Well, she doesn't say that. She's like, "You think everything is about yourself, and you're making life harder for other people, and you don't uh, understand the effect on you have on other people because you were born pretty, and I wasn't able to have that privilege. So people were constantly judging me for mm. how I look." And then, Ivy and then Ivy's like, like oh, oh, I'm pregnant with your brother's child. Congrats, you're an aunt, and I'm going to die. <laughs> I know, Ivy does not die. Yeah, good, yeah. Ivy and Nadia really deserved more, honestly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I consider myself uh, an Ivy or a Nadia in real life. Ivy? Somewhat. Yeah. So, um, in the, in the next song... I called Promise a whirlwind of emotions because, like, uh, Ivy talks to Jason that she has her baby and then Matt comes in because and he doesn't care about what anyone's saying. He just wants to be a douche. So, so, yeah. so he outs Jason and also Peter. And literally in the middle, Peter, because this is during auditions, he walks in. He's like, yo, guys, am I late? And everyone's fighting. And then Matt's like, homosexual. <laughs> 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 so he doesn't say any more slurs though so that's good yeah so yeah, it's only that one time so yeah yeah he he gets a pity pat just because reasons congrats you only said one slur <laughs> you get a cookie but you did say a slur so i'm just grab you get, that cookie you know from what you. if we're measuring badness by how many slurs you say then father flynn and jason's dad get off better yeah. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So wait. Just... Everyone gets a bit. Everyone gets into a big fight. So, and then, yeah. Oh, the big moment happens where the, the Jason and Peter are left alone, and Peter's like, "Yo, bro, I got super high that one time, and I told Matt about us." <laughs> XD, and then Jason's like, "What the heck, man?" And then Peter's like, "You know what? Actually, I don't apologize. You yeah. stifled me." Yeah. And so, and then Jason goes to the priest. To try. No, no, what happens to Once Upon a Time? Oh, yeah, Once Upon a Time happens. Uh... Jason just cries a lot in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. And then he goes to the priest in Cross and he's like, Oh, Father, I have sinned. I think I'm gay. Can you please help me? And then the priest is like, No, I can't help you. I won't help you. Just. S just goes, hide your feelings deep, deep down and be become a robot. Also, at one point, Peter goes, Why are you dancing? I don't understand what's happening then, because I've watched videos of it. The priest never dances, and also he literally can't see the priest. <laughs> so I don't know what he's talking about. And I mean, if you heard how he, goes, if you, I okay? if you heard yeah. how he's singing, then maybe you'd assume that he's dancing. Maybe it's maybe it's some maybe it's some artsy romantic language thing i don't know jess is usually the uh, artsy romantic shakespearean thing here maybe she'd know what dancing means in context eh, i don't know it's probably something yeah, edgy she, but anyway jason asks but if she, he's okay and the priest in this like awful voice just goes no <laughs> like a video game character <laughs> huh no anyway i like this song i shouldn't like this song but i do 
Yeah, it's just one of those songs. You know, also, speaking of Jess and the artsy, romantic Shakespearean language, she was going to tell us what iambic pentameter was, because it's somewhere in this musical, but... Oh, I, I can tell you what iambic pentameter is. The... It's um when you got... when you So when iamb is when you go um the short, long, short, long, short, long, like in a syllable sort of thing, like da-da, 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 da-da. And if you have five of those, then that's iambic pentameter. Hmm. Um. And during the Shakespearean passages, I believe they do talk in iambic pentameter. Hmm. Not in two, ha- not in the two households bit, but like I, I can't really think of any specific hmm. things. Speaking of two households, um, that's where uh, Lucas gives everyone the drugs they ordered in Wonderland. And ju- <laughs> Ooh, drugs. Yeah. Oh. So that's like. And the- then it gets bad. That's like a very dark brick joke. But also, Lucas is like, hey, Jason, uh, sorry everyone's so homophobic. If it's any consolation, you're, I think you're still cool. If it's any consolation, you get drugs. If it's any consolation, I'm not a homophobe. <laughs> I'm still a drug dealer, but at least I'm not a homophobe. I mean, drug. I mean, you're at a Catholic school and you're dealing with drugs. Would you really be homophobic if you're dealing drugs in a Catholic school? Um. Also, like in the, I, I, I don't know. I haven't finished the Argentina production, but apparently Lucas is like heavily implied to be bi in it. So. Hmm. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of the Argentinian production, I I know this is a bit off topic, but our friend Ava sent us a a production of Barra Pop Opera from Argentina, and uh, it has it, it it mostly stays true to the story, but there is one major difference. Would you like to tell us, Kay? What sister shit? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, everyone's favorite character, Sister Chantel White AU. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, they whitewash Sister Chantel. <laughs> why? Yeah. Uh, oh, it reminds me of when uh of White Motormouth Maybell. Like my friend was in a production of Hairspray, and and so like they just rounded up whatever black actors they had at the auditions, and like one of them clearly couldn't dance. <laughs> so and it's just kind of it was just kind of weird to me. White Sister Chantel reminds me. Of uh, Billy D. Williams in the original 1989 Batman movie as District Attorney Harvey Dent, you know the guy who plays Lando in Star Wars, but in the uh, thir- yeah. but in the third Batman movie he's played by Tommy Lee Jones, who is uh, the white guy from Man in Black. Great joy. Uh, it's also like you take all the women in the Bear Pop Opera, and you replace them with Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a horrible choice, you know. It's like I so badly want cuz cuz the rest of Bear Argentina is so good. It's so good. Like the some of the lyrics that they were that needed that were needed to like put the song in Spanish. They like they're so romantic and pretty and really nice. And sometimes it's like it's... in places it's better than the original, but also they go and do this like crap. But then like, they, why? Yeah, it's like you have you have a beautiful thing here, but then, boom, white sister Chantel. Yeah, and also, like, they, it's even they weirder have because a little it's... more, like, development with the side characters, or the minor characters. My English teacher doesn't like it when I say side characters. She yelled at me for it. Um, <laughs> oh! Anyway, yeah, there was a lot more development with the, when, with the minor characters. There's, like, that's how I know about Diane and stuff, because they, hmm. they, like, show her more in the Argentina production, and it's really good. Hmm. But I but, feel like we're getting really off topic, so maybe we should yeah, but get the, back to if there's the anything we learned from if there's anything we've learned from this episode is that White Sister Chantel is the worst thing to happen to the universe. Period. <laughs> it's like uh, is does it is there like any good movie out there that just has one major flaw and removing it could just remove the entire 
stability of the movie. Yeah, that's that's Inside that's fair Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we move on? To, oh yeah. So uh, fair. Yeah, the title, the title track. Number. The title track. Roll credits. <laughs> I, I love how I just, as the raw kid, I refer to numbers as tracks. It's just in my genealogy. So uh, in this song, uh, Peter, I think it's Peter who says, hey, we, we should run away together. And Jason's like, no. No, Jason's the one who says we should run away, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. And Peter's well, like, It's like a role no. reversal. Yeah. And Peter's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm matured now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. He's After a big, strong, testosterone man who doesn't, doesn't uh, run away from his problem. Yeah. I'm a big, strong man. Yeah, I have... <laughs> Yeah, I now realize that love is silly, and so the two embrace in, a, in one last kiss, and it's really good, but uh, Jason Boy, fears that I he think... has lost Peter forever, so he overdoses on the drugs that Lucas gave him, and like, Oopsies. and it's even <laughs> it's worse. It's really sad. So, I think like, it happens right before, and then Bear, and then Queen Mab. So yeah, and like, uh, in the ro- production of Romeo and Juliet they're doing, um, Jason is playing the title character Romeo. And so while, uh, the, who's the guy who plays Mercutio? Is that Peter? Uh, Peter plays Mercutio, yeah. Yeah, so when Peter is doing the Queen Mab monologue, uh... The then, drugs happen. Yeah, the drugs kick in, and when it gets to the masquerade party, uh, Jason blacks out and dies on stage. His, the last thing he feels is Peter, and that's and honestly... And then a glooming piece happens. That's honestly my least favorite... Uplifting. It's like my least favorite song, I honestly. Like piece i think it's pretty and oh. also you did give in the hallway a lower rating than a glooming piece so obviously it's not your least favorite okay f- fine but i i i don't i don't like it better than auditions <laughs> i like a glooming piece i like i like that um the two households motif i think it's really pretty here hmm. and i think it also serves as like sort of a nice narration type thingy it's i just like it yeah so oh any god absolution oh absolution. yeah so uh, but in this part like Peter is visiting to the priest because he's like, I'm sad that Jason's dead. But the priest refuses to show any emotion towards Jason's death. And Peter accuses him of hiding behind a, a wall. Wait, um, was his death an overdose, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But yeah, like father, the father refuses to show any emotion for Jason's death. And Peter's like, a little crap. Yeah. And, bad. Pe- and Peter's like, yeah. uh, how do you do this? You, you don't feel any emotion. You're and you're standing behind that wall, like just come out, you coward. And it's it's at the ending is ambiguous. To the ending he is ambiguous. Just say that he forgives Father Flynn, which I sure wouldn't. I would I, set that little priest box on yeah, fire. Yeah, but drop it, kick it's, him. It's left ambiguous to whether uh, the father actually means his apology as a because as a priest he anyway, says sorry uh, a lot. Uh, so anyway, final song. Final song. I can't listen to it. I can't do it. Yeah. No no it's, voice. It, it hurts me. Yeah. Like, that, that bit at the end where they're all singing the harmonies, like, even thinking about it, I'm hearing it's just, like, such an emotionally charged song. It's like, oh, my God. So, um, the context of that song is uh, Nadia, Ivy, Peter, and Matt are graduating from that satanic hell that is St. Cecilia's Catholic School. And they're retrospecting on what they could have done to prevent uh, Jason's death. For starters, Matt could have not have been a homophobic little bitch. Yep. (laughs) Also, uh, in in Epiphany, Matt is singing the same verse that he sings in uh, last song, No Voice, where he goes, I'd like to start if just if we could take a moment if we were, if maybe we were silent or we had spoken. And it's like, Matt, maybe if you were silent and didn't say slur, <laughs> this all wouldn't have happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the oh. comic Yeah. Yeah. Also, I like to think that uh, Peter could just tell the future and he was actually seeing Jason's funeral. Hmm. But yeah, we we did it. We finished all 36 songs. It's a lot. This has a pretty different yeah, structure than the other ones since there were so many songs. Yeah, it's a very... Yeah. It's a. Uh, I know Fun Home does not have a ton of songs, other than like some of the some of the songs are just spoken. Yeah. So when we end up doing that, Wizzy has a like few lot, spoken uh, songs normal. though, right? Wizzy has a few spoken songs though, right? Like songs that are just spoken through. Well, some some of some of the tracks on Fun Home are just monologues. Yeah. So cool. But yeah. So uh, I'm glad we're all in agreement. This 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 musical is awesome. It's so yeah. good. 
Yeah. It's so it's amazing. Yeah, I, it's it's just it's just great. What I mean, do we even need to go around out of ten? I mean, I guess. I, 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 I think yeah. I think this is gonna be finally dethroned. Well, whatever was at the top next. To next normal, to normal. Yeah. This is gonna get dethroned. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, should we go around and say? We might as might as well. Get an accurate number. Yeah. Um, I I should go first because I can. I'm giving it a nine point nine. I'm not giving it a full ten because it it is a, like a very cliched plot. I'm not gonna lie with like the tragic gays and stuff. Because um, Matt says a slur. And besides, and, there's and, and Roland. It does say a slur. I, it says a slur in an okay context, I guess, because it is a quote unquote. He's Matt's not really that bad. I don't think he yeah. is. I don't hate him that much. But it's said by an antagonist at the time, so I don't really count it. It's it's got some problematic material. I think there's like one line in um, God don't make no trash that's a little bit like iffy. Hmm. Uh, but is like, it the one where that, sister? It is a good it... solid musical. It's one of the best I've listened to. It has made me genuinely emotional many many times. Is the and uh... it's like it rings true today. So I think hmm. it's nine point nine. Is the uh, line in God don't make no trash? There's a black woman in every gay man yeah i think i think that's like i thought it was funny like but bad. i i think it was funny well, but i me. i see i see your point it's like makes me cringe a little bit you know hmm. it's very early 2000s got it right very like that's a joke they would make on glee i <laughs> <laughs> uh, give it a nine yeah i mean k covered everything so uh why why say anything else yep pretty much <laughs> Rome, what would Ro- Romy, what would you give it uh, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I'm really generous with 10s on Letterboxd, so <laughs> that's harsh kind of why. Like, I I just got Letterboxd. My mom convinced me to get Letterboxd today, so I just did that. Yeah, uh, the lowest, like, because I've been fed such crap in my childhood, and I just find it cathartic. And uh, the lowest rating I've given on Letterboxd is a 6 out of 10. And... <laughs> Like, so, I, I never, so it's like a it, three out of five? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, and only a couple of movies have gotten that dubious on are The Personal History of David Copperfield, The Little Women, and The Farewell. Hmm. Like, I, it's it's like a, the I didn't care for The Godfather kind of thing, <laughs> especially with Little Women. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say that also Peter in Bear also wouldn't care for The Godfather if he watched it. Hmm. Yeah. What about the money pit? <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. So, uh, I'm gonna give it a nine and one quarters, nine point two five. Because truth be told, there are, very specific. Truth be told, there are some there are some things that I have problems with, like of course the slur and reputation stained. Like, it's a good song, and but knowing that slur is in there does make me a bit uncomfortable, but. The uncomfortableness kind of is what makes it a good song, so it has that going for it, I guess. And also, I, I, uh, this is gonna be a bit of a bombshell, but I think a couple of the uh, songs at the end are psychotherapeutically lugubrious. But that doesn't change the fact that this is, as a whole, as a full concept, as a story, it's a really good one. It's a really good musical all the way through. It. I'd say it's a modern masterpiece. It's it it'll be up there in like in the, as one of the greatest rock operas with Pink Floyd's The Wall, The Who's Quadrophenia, Genesis's The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. It it ranks up there definitely. So nine and point two five. Just you have really watch this revival twenty twenty two and let it go to Broadway, please. Yeah. Yes. Don't. Yes. Revive Bear twenty twenty two, bestie. Yes. Don't. Maybe add a few songs about Matt's character and don't make Sister Chantel white. And also, don't don't revive Vera Musical. Let that lie in the ground and rot. Yes. <laughs> By the way, um, I I asked Jess what she gave, what she'd give this album, and she said two hundred and seventy nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's the it's the Amogus hymn. I. I, I, yeah, funny. I, I gave the Sisters Brothers pretty much the same score. <laughs> I feel sorry for any adults watching who don't know what Among Us is. Amogus? <laughs> Among Us? Sassy Baka Among Us? 
by the way, I uh When the bi- when uh, the pop opera is sus. When <laughs> <laughs> sus. By the way, um I just added up all of our scores and then divided them by the amount of how many scores there were, so my score, Kay's score, Riley's score, Romy's score, and Jackson's score, because he told me to give this a 10 out of 10, and this, and uh, I, the um, the mean for all of those rankings is 9.63, which is the highest ranking we've had on this podcast so far, which means, yes, it finally dethrones Next to Normal. As it should. Oh. As it should. Stop. I love Next to Normal, but there's very little that can top Bear. Exactly. Yeah, it's got a... Like whatever, uh, whatever other albums come our way have have to be exceptionally good to dethrone it. <laughs> dethrone bear. I don't think that will happen, honestly. And I'm and I'm Maybe. fine with it. I'm fine with it. This is really amazing. It's just it is. yeah. And having listened to this poetic musical, it's now time to spin the wheel so we can go to the exact opposite of this poetic musical, a rock album. Woo! Yeah. yeah. But if we get another concept album, rock opera, we listen to another theater album for episode fifteen. What's fun the next home. theater album? <laughs> um, I fun think home. yeah, fun, yeah home. fun home. We got the idea. Yay! We got the idea in Fun House. That way, we can make a billion more Iggy Pop jokes. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! It's gonna be a running joke now. Yep. <laughs> and the next album we'll be looking at is Super Tramp: Breakfast in America. Ah. <laughs> Alrighty, is that a concept album or a rock AKA. album? I'd I'd say it is actually, but we'll get a what? But we'll get to the oh. concept soon enough. Thank so you. It's a rock Super album. It's a rock Super album, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Life is short and life is strange. Troubled now and troubled past. Times have changed. They rearrange and little girls grow up so fast. So unwanted, feel its anger. 